Yo, what's good? It's your boy CJ King. Look, and I'm rocking with the homie Rick Sincere. I'm going to need y'all to keep it locked right here on MTMV Sports. Spectacular! They don't want me to be killer. They figure I'll never be hot as a killer. Gorilla, when I'm in the booth of the feeling, you know what the deal is. Now get out your feelings, so this gonna be critical. Cut the umbilical, pooping inside of a mind of a criminal. Meaning I'm moving in silence of criminal. We get king up in the pool of familiar. I'm in a feeling, bro. Hey, how y'all doing? This is Rick Sincere with MTNV Sportsman. I'm geeked and blessed to be joined today by Ashley Baker of About Nothing But Sports Podcast. Um, she is a phenomenal podcaster, but on top of that, right, just a great, great football and basketball analyst, somebody who is a great follow on Twitter. You can find her at, at um, at Ashley Baker underscore 21 on Twitter. Like I said, she's a phenomenal follow. Very funny, very engaging. Um, somebody who I can't wait to have these conversations about. There's, there's a lot that's about to go down in the next few minutes, man. And I can't wait to hop into it. I'm blessed to have you on the show. How you doing today, Ashley? I'm good. Thank you for having me. I'm, I'm geeked. I'm geeked. I can't <laughs> wait. I'm, I can't wait. <laughs> so let's hop into it. We are yes. fresh off. Fresh off of LeBron winning his fourth title, um, much to the chagrin of some people in America, which which I need to understand because I remember when Jordan was playing, right? When Jordan was playing, it seemed that he was universally, like I'm not just in the United States, I mean, just everywhere. He was loved. He was adored. There wasn't this great divide on Michael Jordan. There was on Kobe, but not Jordan, right? People loved him universally. However, there is something about LeBron that causes a universal divide, like there's people who are absolutely for LeBron and they're called all kind of names like LeBron sexuals or all kind of, like all kind of stuff, right? King James lovers. Um, but outside of that, there are other people who absolutely don't like LeBron or they're not cheering for him. Right. Um, what is it about LeBron that causes this great divide? Well, like you spoke on it. First of all, let's go back to MJ. Um, before MJ, there hadn't been anybody like MJ. Straight up. So I think that that's why you didn't really get that. You know, I mean, MJ was knocking down dominoes that was put in front of him. He was he was knocking down the ones that I mean, these short, I mean, these Hall of Fame guys, he was just moving them out the way. Um, so I don't th I think that's why you didn't really get that divide. There was no doubt in anybody's mind. Even the players spoke on him being the greatest player that they've ever played the greatest player of all time. So you're not going to deal with a whole lot. There was no there just wasn't a player like Michael Jordan before that. Then comes Kobe, who literally just was baby, baby Jordan. Like, that's literally, I mean, completely, you know, we watched the last dance. You know, Michael talked about how Jordan, um, uh, Michael talked about how Kobe literally, like, just asked him about everything, wanted to emulate his style, his play, his mindset. Um, so you, you kind of had that with Kobe because you had a mic. So now because Kobe was so great, you, you're going to have somebody to compare Michael to. And here comes LeBron. Now you got essentially, and they, you know, so gradually folks just want to bypass Kobe in the conversation, <laughs> which is crazy to me. They just want to so gradually bypass Kobe in the conversation. But then here comes LeBron. And now, you know, um, I don't think that anybody has ever truly um, compared LeBron to Kobe. It's always been LeBron to Jordan. Um, and quite frankly, I think it's because he's the closest thing or, you know, I mean, it's just so many of Jordan's records that LeBron has smashed and annihilated, whatever. I mean, he is literally that guy. I am the LeBron hater. Okay. Straight up. <laughs> I'm going to say it. I am the LeBron hater. However, um, and we can dive into this a little later, you know, I am, I am no idiot. I know what this man brings to the game. I know how incredible his game and skill is. Um, I never take away anything from his game. It's just little, little game personality stuff that kind of irritates me with LeBron a little bit. But what he does and what he means to the game in regards to his skill and his athleticism and the way he takes care of his body and I'm, I'm no fool with that. Um, easily top three player, best player of all time. 
um, in my opinion. So I don't know. I, I guess it's just because, I mean, you always need to compare. If we didn't have any comparisons or who did what or, you know, who's better than who, then what would sports media be? What would we have to talk about? But what did LeBron do to y'all? Like, I need to understand. It, was it because he was with Cleveland and unlike a Jordan, unlike a Kobe, traveled? right and, and and traveled on purpose to places like Miami and did that and kind of created his own narrative like is that part of the reason why some people you know maybe they're kind of off on him or not as high on him is it because of you know maybe it's too much media attention like like what is it that makes you feel like you know what I, I can't get behind whatever this dude is about well I can't speak for everybody because you have some legitimate I I may label myself as it, but I don't really consider myself like a, a LeBron hater. Like there are just people that make these outlandish claims about LeBron that just, he doesn't need to be on certain teams. If it wasn't for this person, LeBron would have never gotten here. If it wasn't for this, LeBron would never, those are just outlandish claims. And you okay. would never really hear me say that outside of Dwayne Wade, because that's my favorite player of all time. Outside of that trip to Miami, he, there's nobody that can tell me that LeBron gets those two rings if Wade does not step back and let LeBron take over. Okay. Um, and 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 help him de- develop him into, you know, what he ended up being. You know, I, um, I think I heard, and this probably is the closest reference in regards to those years for LeBron. Those were like LeBron's college years. Mm. You know what I mean? He went off to college, got smarter, earned his degrees. And rolled out and into, you know, went back to Cleveland. Um, but without those years in Miami, with somebody like Dwayne Wade, I just don't know if we're looking at a four-time NBA champion in LeBron James. Mm. He literally needed that. Um, so I, I I get it. I understand what he is and what he gives to the game. I am not a bona fide hater. But these outlandish claims that certain people be given and stuff like that, I I, I don't know what the, what the hate is. I think that the generation before us, they're still so all over Jordan. <laughs> Jordan couldn't do no wrong in their eyes. And Jordan is just, you know what I mean? So for those individuals, I think it's just they're going to ride with Jordan. That's who they watch in their prime years tear the game up and tear the league up. And in a completely different dominant era, people just believe that, you know, LeBron ain't it in regards to Jordan. But th- the ones that um, just make these outlandish claims and don't really, and it's not even really because of Jordan. Like they don't really hate on Braun because of Jordan. They just hate on Braun because like, I literally see people talking about his talent and his skill set, And I don't understand how you could even debate that mm. the numbers mm. the proof is in the pudding the, the numbers are there um this the eye test is there in regards to what this man get and how he can ball out um so i don't know i'm not sure about everybody else i just know me so i see you you're the sensible lebron hater like you're not outlandish with yours right you being the sensible lebron yeah. hater Okay. Yeah, that's a great, that's a great, I'm going to start labeling myself the sensible <laughs> LeBron hater. Yes, thank you. That's it right there. Yes. I got it. <laughs> so let's talk about this because as, as, as possibly as the sensible LeBron hater, I see maybe you won't put him in that, in that GOAT conversation. Maybe you won't label him as the GOAT. What would it take? What would he have to do? Or what could he possibly do at this point in his career to ever be considered the GOAT? Well, it's funny because I was actually thinking about this on my way home and I was one of the individuals um, who said he can't do this in the West. Mm. I was of the mindset that had LeBron been in the West, we're not seeing him in eight and nine straight finals. And I still stand behind that. And, you know, he's, I mean, I I, I still stand behind it. We wouldn't have seen him go to that many finals straight. No, I don't, I don't, I, I still stand behind that. But I also, on top of saying that, I also was saying he can't do this in the West. He can't, mm. you know, the, the West is stacked. The West is stacked. Now, again, this was a completely um, different kind of year, obviously, due to, you know, COVID. But. Uh, Were you saying that because at that time, and, and everybody probably had the same opinion, at that time in the West, the West was run by that four-headed Warriors monster. And you had to get through a good Spurs team, right? 
you would have to get through a good Spurs team all those years. He'd had to get through a good Spurs team all those years. He had to get through the Warriors team. It would have been tougher. Um, it would have been tougher to get through a lot of those other teams in the West yeah. at the time, right? Yeah. And yeah, so, remember the, West, remember the West? You 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 had to win close to sixty games just to get a playoff ticket in the West. You remember? Yeah. yeah. So you know, I'm I'm just saying, like, I don't I don't think that I mean the man has been to eleven finals, right? Has he been eleven or is it ten? I think it's 11? I think it's ten. I think I it's think 10. it's ten out of eleven because he he missed last year. Right. I don't think that had he spent his entire career in the West, that that would have been the case. Mm. I'm, I, I'm just saying that's just me. Um, but back to what, what you asked me about, what is it going to take? Um, what I was saying was, is I was thinking to myself today, I'm like, yo, this, 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 this fool actually won a championship in the West. Like something that I had required that that would be something that would make me say, all right, now I got to start taking this dude serious. (laughs) Um, And I do, I completely do big, big ups and respect to LeBron. I've always had respect for his game that has never wavered. Um, You just can't, you cannot constantly look at this man year after year and year and sit there in denial and just completely just brush away what he is. It's just not an option. If you're a sensible person, but for me, it's always been about LeBron's mindset. LeBron is over 250 pounds. He's six, what, nine, ten? Yeah, six, eight, six, six, nine. Six, eight, six, eight, something like that. I've always, throughout the years, um, felt like LeBron doesn't have the kill mentality that Kobe and Michael Jordan possessed. Now, there's a switch that LeBron has. What separates him from Kobe and MJ is that Kobe and MJ had that switch as well. It just never went off. They didn't have the option of turning it off. When you stepped on the court, it was kill time. It was go time. And we've seen glimpses of that with LeBron. This does not diminish how great he is, but we've just seen glimpses of that throughout his career where he could take over, where he could dominate. He is a, he's a, football player with the skills of a basketball player there are times where we want him to take over and those are the times where I feel like he just doesn't have the kill mentality we've seen it in glimpses when he played against um minds of course the 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 one that everybody talks about is that game six against Boston and Miami that year um you, you saw it in his eyes it's one of his most iconic pictures he was set. He was ready. Those are what, that was one of the most best performances I've ever seen LeBron put on. What I'm saying is there's been situations when he's been put in those situations again throughout his career, and the, the kill mentality is just not there. And you can tell because it's, it's one, you know, he can, he can put up a 30-point game, but is it a LeBron 30-point game? You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's, to me, that's a big thing for me. His mindset. Now, that doesn't make me like, oh, I just don't like him because I'm just saying that's why I can't put him. Mm. He He's not going to surpass Jordan in my mind. He's just not going to do it. I don't care how many rings he get because the mindset that Jordan had, I mean, people can fake hate on it, but these players – this is what they go for. The mindset Kobe had, that mama mentality, this is literally what these boys are striving for. They're striving to have that same kind of mentality. So, I mean, that's just one of the things that make me be like, eh, you know, he's great, but you got to so take for you, for you, it's impossible. He'll never do it unless, unless you completely see, I don't know, maybe a full season of just him taking over every game. Well, at this point, that would be unfair for me to even ask that. He's in, he's going into his 18th year. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I wouldn't even ask of that. Um, that's just not even fair biologically for him. For <laughs> 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 well, me to ask something like that, 18 years, and he takes great care of his body, as I mentioned earlier. Yeah. But, um, nah, I don't, I don't think he's going to pass So that. So let's ask. We, we have this um, – He's so he's six nine by the way, right? So he's six okay. nine. Um, and you have him with a what six ten Anthony Davis, right? And okay. they looked great. They were clearly the best team in the bubble um this year. 
and they actually went into the bubble as the number one team. So you looked at that team, phenomenal squad, right? And, well, actually, the two pieces were phenomenal. Look around the rest of the team. There's some room for improvement, for sure. Now, as you look at this roster, um, the question is, can they repeat? And I've just heard your hottest take, right? I just heard one of your hot takes. <laughs> your way too early predictions for next season, which I love, by the way. I love the story. I love the thought behind it. Uh, we'll get into that right after this, right? Well, actually, no, you can, you can phase into it if you want. But, um, but yeah, your way too early predictions for next year is so dope. But, yeah, I, I love it. I'm crazy. I, I, On social media, I'm crazy. Today, yeah. <laughs> I'm the crazy. And, and. It's one team that got me, you know what I'm saying? But but you knew um, that going in. You said it. Anything you say, yeah. y'all gonna think I'm crazy for this. Yeah, I knew it. I already knew it. Um, can they repeat? I don't think they will repeat. Mm. Um, again, this year was special circumstances. Um, had this been a regular season, um, folks fully healthy. Mm i.e. the Warriors, um, because I think everybody else was kind of in a good place. Um, I don't know, man. I, I, I don't know what they do this year if this is a completely normal year. So it's because we're getting back to some type of, you know, normalis or no, normality next year. Um, nah. No, I think I think don't the Warriors got like the number two draft pick. Steph Curry coming back, Klay Thompson coming back, Draymond coming back. You gotta you gotta know that the Warriors are gonna be ready. The Nuggets look great this year. They they I mean come on, we can't even say can't say enough about what the Nuggets did. Uh don't get me started on them damn Clippers. <laughs> you know I'm upset about them damn Clippers, and I don't know what it's gonna be like without Doc Rivers there. Um, perhaps they won't blow 3-1 leads without Doc Rivers there. <laughs> Look, I don't know. I don't know. Hey, it might get it might be going up from here for the Clippers. I don't know. Um, you got the Portland Trailblazers. We don't know what the Rockets are gonna be without mm. Dan Tony. This might be a, a, a new team with some with some new looking stuff. You just don't know. Maybe some size. Um, yeah, maybe some, maybe some they need some size because you know Dan Tony built that team for the Warriors, and I didn't understand. You know, the East didn't build for the Raptors when LeBron was in the was in the conference. I mean, when then when he was in that conference, they built for LeBron. Those teams did what they had to do to try to match up against LeBron because that's who you got to get past ultimately. So for the Rockets to just build up for the Warriors for some unpredictable, they built for the wrong team and they 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 paid a price for it. Mm. Um but when you got these other teams, I can't even forget the Jazz. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The, the West is stacked. And there are a lot of guys who have had a long time to rest, to get better, to sharpen their skills. Um, you got to imagine that the the Lakers are going to kind of come in at a them and, you know, Miami are kind of coming in at disadvantage, especially if the season starts in around Christmas, which mm-hmm. is what Adam Silver said it may be but he is really leaning towards January because of the rest factor. Um, no, nah, I, I don't think, I don't know, but I can't, I got to stop betting against LeBron, man. Cause betting against LeBron is getting my feelings hurt, man. Like <laughs> if it ain't a KD stacked warriors with Steph and, and Draymond and clay, I can't keep betting against the, the Lakers and, and, and Anthony Davis, if he comes back and you know, the Lakers and, and you know, LeBron. So, um, but my initial, thought process would be no they are not going to repeat so in your way too early predictions you had the wizards in the nets yeah, right? <laughs> in in the east and in the west you had are oh, you thinking about listening in the lakers in the lakers and the lakers versus the warriors in the west with um Kyrie and KD coming out of the east and the warriors coming out of the west meeting up for the ultimate KD versus warriors grudge match Right, yeah, yeah, which would yeah. be a phenomenal watch. It's given a TLC match for me. It's <laughs> a TLC match. That's what I'm feeling. You know, it it ended kind of nasty, as far as we know. It yeah. ended kind of sketchy and nasty. You know, Kyrie has history with the Warriors. Yep. 
You know what I'm saying? So I, I can definitely see that being the case. Um, it's been so many people that have just been so amazingly good. Um, Donovan Mitchell is amazing. Um, Jamal Murray was fantastic. Um, there is somebody else daggone it that I can't put my finger on that was just in this finals that they had a nerve to try to compare him to Clay Thompson. Steph and Clay see all of this. Steph, and Clay. <laughs> that's what it was. I think somebody said that Jimmy Butler, did they take Jimmy Butler over like? I know. I don't think it was Jimmy. It was somebody else. I gotta go back and see. And I know who you're talking about. I saw that too. It was. Yeah. It was. Um, golly, I forgot who they said it was. I don't know. I, I forgot who they said it was. But it was a Maybe Duncan Thompson. Robinson. It's a possibility that they That's said it was disrespectful. Duncan Robinson was a better shooter, a pure shooter. Like, disrespectful. Clay, Clay and Steph just sitting back, like, okay, y'all must really, have forgotten. Y'all, really, y'all have forgotten. <laughs> what we do and so i feel like they're gonna come out you know as long as golden state can put some pieces around them like they got to get them some role players off that bench if they can get something that's similar to what their 2015 squad was something that something that where they can just you know it could just be all about steph dre and you know clay and then they had those role players then you know they they gonna make some noise in my opinion so but everybody's pissed off about the wizards everybody's pissed off about the wizards pick First of all, I'm in D.C., okay? I, I have faith <laughs> in my home squad, and it's the East. Anything is possible in the East. I'm not saying that they're going to win a title, but it's not. It's just not super far-fetched that they could make enough noise to get to the Eastern Conference Finals. I don't think that the, I don't think the 76 is going to make <laughs> not. I'm not. I don't think the Raptors going to make no noise next year. Um, who are we talking about? Boston? Boston might be standing in their way, mm-hmm. but you know, I, I I don't know, I don't know. I, look, John Wall and Bradley Bill got some stuff to prove too, and so we really only talking about what four teams? Well, five, Miami. Um, you know, we'll see what they're looking like, you know, next year. But look, I'm not counting out the Wizards. I'm just, I don't know, I don't know. Um, and I think I think out of the out of the teams that you've mentioned, I would say the Wizards would probably be the most questionable, right? Um, I can see the Nets there, especially with the healthy um, Kyrie and KD. The right. only issue with the, a healthy Kyrie and, um, you know, um, KD is how long will they be healthy, right? Because if they are healthy for, let's say, an extended period of time, well, I mean, that's kind of pressing their luck. Right around playoff time, they could go down again, and that's kind of what we've seen out of both of those guys throughout the course of their career. So I'm a little questionable about that. Um, but if they are healthy for the entire time, they're going to be a problem. That, that'll be a problem, clear problem. Um, the Warriors coming back with the second pick in the draft, I don't know what they're going to do. But, Jesus, if they do something crazy, like even another – if they add another three-point shooter – a dominant three-point shooter, um, that'll be crazy. Or if they add a dominant big man. Big man. I was going to yeah. say, like somebody yeah. that's a great rim protector. And if they do um, that, then that changes yeah. things too, right? Yeah. It yeah. only and makes sense. Who's going to become a free agent throughout the year? Who knows? Right. You know what I'm saying? They could pick up somebody. They could pick up some pieces. You, you really just don't know. And there are guys that would still love to go and play alongside Steph and Clay. Yeah. That's so, a big fact. That's a yeah. big fact. So I love that. Um, let's let's talk one more thing. Um, NBA wise, I need to I talk about Jimmy Butler. Shouts out to him. He had a phenomenal, like he had a phenomenal run. Um, yes. What does this year mean for for him? For Jimmy Butler's legacy? What does it mean for Jimmy Butler's legacy? Remember, um, maybe this time last year, right? Like there was no love for Jimmy Butler, right? Like everybody's like, you know, he's he's a great guy, but his, his personality is too much to deal with, right. or he can't be a good teammate, or yeah. and he's proven all of that wrong, yeah. right? Not only has he become a team a great teammate, which he's shown, but he's a great leader and, and great guy for those for those um, for those young guys like a Duncan Robinson, right? Um, he's been able to show that, and so because of that, what do, what do you think this Miami run means for for his legacy? Um, it definitely put a couple people in their places. You know, there was this narrative that Jer- uh, that Jimmy is a cancer in the locker room. And from all accounts from the players that play with him, that was coming from people that weren't in the locker room. Mm. Um, you know, and so I think that it definitely solidifies him. I've always liked Jimmy Butler as a player. I've always felt like he was a dog. Um, I've always liked Jimmy. Um, but I feel like it definitely solidifies that he is a baller. 
and he definitely put some folks on notice. Um, I made Miami my sleeper pick this year. I, I called for Boston to come out of the, the East, but I didn't anticipate them seeing each other. And so I was like, ah, you know, when they saw each other, I'm like, whoa, 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 because Miami was playing incredible before COVID shut everything down. I mean, a couple of their players had won some stuff at the um, the All-Star uh, weekend, and they were, they, were, they were incredible. So they were my sleeper picks. I just didn't know they was going to play Boston. Um, so I kind of was going for Boston in that series because I called for them to come out the East. But um, he's a baller. He's a dog. He leaves it all out there. Um, I don't like and, – and, again, he was probably gassed. Um, but I do wish that he had left his print on last night's game a little more. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he took 10 shots. Mm-hmm. But, again, he was probably super gassed. He had just balled out two nights prior. You know, so um, – I think it does a lot for Jimmy's legacy. I think that, you know, people will be more reluctant, people will be more willing to go and play with him. Um, you know, I was on a show last night and people were saying that, you know, Joel and B really wants to play with Jimmy, you know, and so people were throwing out the possibilities of like, you know, a trade where they send Bam to Philly and they send, you know, Joel down to Miami to play alongside Jimmy. Yeah, they did this, this show I was on, but I don't think that's going to happen. I don't, I'm not really feeling that idea. Um, you know, Joel Embiid is too injury prone, you know what I mean? So, but yeah, it, it solidifies Jimmy as a baller, um, a leader, like you mentioned, and um, somebody that you know, can put the team on his back when he needs to. I've seen, we've seen flashes of Jimmy do that though. That's, this is not the first time in Miami. I've seen flashes of Jimmy putting a team on his back before. Well, I've seen that happen. So yeah, I'm real happy for him, man. He he definitely balled out, laid it all on the line. And those guys did a great job, super overexceeded um, this year. So kudos, kudos to Miami and that organization. Absolutely. All right, y'all. Look, we're here with Ashley Baker of the About Nothing But Sports podcast. We're going to take a short break and we'll be right back after this. This is Santia Deck and you're listening to MTMV Sports. Keep it locked. All right, y'all, welcome back. We are here with Ashley Baker of the About Nothing But Sports podcast. Um, you know, we've talked about the NBA. We've talked about LeBron James' legacy. Now it's time to hop into a little bit of football. We're going to um, just talk a little bit about a sensitive topic right quick, y'all. Um, so if you are watching, and y'all know how we are here, so definitely press out to, to, um, to Dak Prescott. But if you were watching yesterday, then you saw what happened with Dak Prescott. Um, and so there's a you know, ridiculous injury. I'm um, just a really sad one, but, um, but he has had successful surgery. And so we're praying for his speedy recovery, but looking at this, this team, this Dallas team, we have Ashley here. I know, you know, she's a, um, I, I want to say spokesperson for the Cowboys. I, I, I've seen some of her takes, right? So, <laughs> so I want to know kind of um, what do you think happens from here? Minus a Dak Prescott for the Dallas Cowboys. Well, to be honest, um, first of all, like you said, um, prayers to Dak. Um, I was just completely devastated when the injury took place last year, uh, last night. And um, I just wanted Dak to prove people wrong so badly. You know, I've had the pleasure of being around him in the locker room several times covering, you know, the Cowboys. And um, he wants it. He wants it so bad. He wants to be great. He wants to be great with his organization so bad. So to see him go down and in that fashion, I mean, I was sitting there at my television, like I'm, I'm, I'm such an advocate for Dak using his legs, run, run. It adds such another dimension to the offense. And so that was just, I, if, if, if I could just, I would, I would want him to stand in there and throw an interception then for that mm. to have had happened. Um, so again, prayers out to him. Like you said, the successful surgery, I'm really happy about that. He'll be back. He'll be great. He'll prove people wrong um, like he was supposed to this year. Mm. Um, Having said that, Dak or no Dak, this team wasn't going anywhere fast this year. (laughs) So uh, that kind of whipped me out of that real quick. I mean, just as a person, I was super sad for Dak. Um, However, those that know me, and if you decide to follow me on my social media, I am about the star. I don't really have a lot of, 
you know, my boy Brian H. Waters, I'm not sure if you're familiar with Brian H. Waters, but my boy Brian H. Waters, you know, he asked me a couple years ago, who's your favorite Dallas Cowboys player? And I'm like, I don't have one. I had to, I had to just say maybe Des at the time when he asked me, like, <laughs> Des? I don't have one because I'm all about the star. It's all about the star for me. So uh, get the job done. If you can't get the job done, then next man up. That's just, that's just my philosophy when it comes to the Cowboys. I want whoever's there that will put us in the best position to win games. Um, so Dallas was going nowhere fast. Dak, uh, Andy, doesn't matter. We weren't going anywhere this year anyway because of that horrendous defense. Mm. So what you do this year is you just play games. And you hope that the young secondary can pick up some type of experience um, that maybe throughout the year the front seven will get better because they look horrible. Um, This is just a year. At this point, Mm. this is just a year. Um, I would not be surprised if they won the division, but at this point the division can be won with six games because Mm. the division is horrible. Somebody is going to win the division, and it's it's not as – far-fetched thing that it's a six and ten win thing for mm. anybody in the NFC East because the division is trash so um just you know have a practice year almost and uh wait for Dak to get back next year let's try to run run the tables then you know hey that's that's how I see it <laughs> so, so okay you said wait for Dak to get back next year do you <laughs> think do you think Dak's coming back oh I don't know I don't know. I would hope so. Um, he seems like the type of person that wants to really finish what he kind of started in a mm. sense. So maybe, um, but I don't know. Can I hit you with a what uh, if? What if he does not? Well, it's a different what if. You want it? So rumors are circulating circulating that there's a possibility that he could be a target for the New Orleans Saints to replace Drew Brees after he leaves. And there's a lot of people, and he's from Louisiana, and there's a lot of people in Louisiana who are hoping for that. And this could be the type of injury that leads him to that type of destiny. The question is, right, if that's the case, how would you feel about that? Go get your ring, young man. <laughs> Next man up. Next man up. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's literally my mindset when mm-hmm. it comes to the Cowboys. Um, I, I, I think that it would be foolish, but I also don't feel like that he's going to ever really get the respect. Mm-hmm. Just the um, the outward expression of the res- of respect from the Cowboys organization. They may do it internally, and maybe that's enough for that. I don't know. But us on the outside, we don't see that this organization believes in him. Mm-hmm. We don't see that this organization respects him. The organization looks like they're still waiting for him to prove himself. And he's literally been doing it for the last five years. Um, you know, I'm, I, I am heavy on the – he's a fourth-round draft pick. And they are holding out on paying him. or He has over-exceeded for where we got him in a draft. He is a fourth-round quarterback. And being paid like one. And and being – you know what I'm saying? But has exceeded being a fourth-round draft pick, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. He's constantly under the spotlight and the, the eye of the Dallas Cowboys and do, and do it with grace and class, okay? Let's just put that on out there, number one. Mm. Um, he's won, what, two divisions, two division titles since he's been there, two or three division titles we've won. Um, he's been to the he's he's played in three playoff games. Um, he's this is the first injury he's had in five almost you know this was this was his fifth season in four years. He's always available, and that's your best ability, your availability. Hmm. So I'm trying to figure out. You know, I feel like every year he's gotten a bit better, but again, the, the heavy on the a bit because we have to remember we are working with a fourth round draft pick. You know, there are I, I remember two years ago. People were just killing Dak for not knowing how to read defenses. And last year, or was it earlier this year maybe, after they won the Super Bowl or before they played the Super Bowl, Patrick Mahomes talked about how he didn't even know how to read defenses. He, had, he was just learning. 
He wasn't a fourth-round draft pick. He was a first-round draft pick. That's something that we should have been harping on him about, being a first-round draft pick, but we hop on that because of, because of where he is, because of the team he's on, because of where he's located. You know, so the learning curve, I, I mean, I, I don't have a problem with the learning curve because stop treating him like he's a first-round pick. He's not. Um, so if he does not stay – then I hope he goes somewhere and be very successful because I do feel like that he's been super underappreciated um, by some of the Cowboy fans and by the Cowboys organization. They are literally laughing stock right now. There's mm. no reason why they shouldn't have paid that. And I said that in one of my videos as well. Y'all should have locked him up. Now his future is uncertain. It's not fair. Um, and you have people that got paid already and have done less have been available less. And I don't want to get into the race car. I really don't. Um, but there are some of his counterparts that have done way less than he has. I'll throw that out though. Jimmy Garoppolo out there who has done way less than Dak has doesn't have to deal with the, the, the attention that Dak does and he got paid, but we still waiting on something for Dak. Like it's just, it's just shady. I don't like it. So for the interest of him just getting getting back at the ones in the organization that don't believe in him, I wouldn't be mad if he went to New Orleans. At New Orleans actually would be a really good fit. Yeah, I, I think it would I be didn't a good hear fit. That That's new. I didn't hear that. It's going all throughout the um throughout New Orleans, all throughout their wow. their Twitter page. Um, they wow. I mean they've they've also put up um, pictures of him in a Saints uniform. Wow, um, I gotta yeah, go they, look. I didn't I didn't see that. Yeah, yeah, they're out there. Um, so. <laughs> So here's the thing. Let's let's talk about this. You mentioned Patrick Mahomes. I think it's a great transition. Um, we looked at the Chiefs team, right? And and actually, we were supposed to talk last week. So the question at that point was, are the Chiefs unstoppable, right? Well, I've I've you know modified the question now. Is are the Chiefs unstoppable? No, but right. since they're not, <laughs> since they're not unstoppable, um, if you had to kind of pick one of their weaknesses that you could see every time you see them play, or that you could say at any point, what would be a weakness for that Chiefs team? Probably the defense. Um, I can't tell you for sure which part of the defense. I think that their run defense is pretty solid. Maybe that secondary is having some issues. Um, where the honey badger at? What's 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 his position? He's in a he's in a safety. He's in a secondary, and. Eh. And that's the secondary, I think the secondary is kind of up there too, right? Yeah, um, yeah. That run defense is the thing that um, I think maybe the Raiders exploited yesterday. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I think uh, that's that's kind of what was yeah. being exploited. Yeah, and it's been like that since you know they've they've had. It's always been. It's, it's certainly not the offense. Mm. Certainly not their offense. Their offense was a bit stagnant uh, against the Raiders. Um, but. I think they'll get it together. I think that their offense is just too potent for that to even be an issue. So do you see them repeating as champions? I do not. I do not see them repeating as champions. What's your prediction of this year? Well, since it was supposed to be Dallas. <laughs> and Dallas came out 4-0. Like, we was, like they were supposed to under Mike McCarthy. It was supposed to be Dallas. Those each. facts. Those are facts. No, seriously. Like this yeah. is, they, they had high expectations, the Cowboys. So um, but um Green Bay is playing amazing. Mm. I am never, ever, ever silly enough to mm. out just just not pay attention to Aaron Rodgers. I just won't do it. Um getting to a Super Bowl against them and winning against them, I don't know. The Seahawks look good. They Russell Wilson is my early MVP pick. Yeah. MVP pick. Um, but I am a Tom Brady girl. <laughs> you know this. I don't know if you know this. I, I did not. Dallas is my squad. Tom Brady is my favorite player ever. He's mm. my favorite player ever. And, and life has been good. <laughs> I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, for him, for me, for him. You know, I, I, the squad over everything. Dallas comes before anything in Dallas. Ah, okay, okay. Nothing <laughs> in over 20 years. So um, I am not, I, I am of the mindset that it's going to be the Bucks and the Chiefs. Mm. And I, I think that Brady and the Bucks pull it out. 
Wow. I think they'll get better throughout the year. Brady got stopped going these pick sixes, man. I'm, uh, it is killing me. Again, they're new. They're learning each other. This is a brand new situation. However, I do believe if the, you know, the season continues, all this Rona stuff, if the season continues, I do believe that they'll continue to get better. And I, I have them making the Super Bowl and, and beating the Chiefs. I have the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Wow. Okay. Okay. I'm with that. And here's one thing that I like. You're full of, there's two things that you're amazing with. One uh, is intriguing um, storylines, right? <laughs> so that would be a great storyline and two yeah. great transitions. So right after this, um, you just mentioned who your early MVP was, right? Right after this, we're about to hop into talking about the first quarter in um, NFL awards. Right? And we're going to hand out some awards really quick. So we'll be right back after this. Thank y'all so much. What is good, everybody? This is Ross Jackson from Locked On Saints. You are listening to MTMV Sports. My team, my voice, your team, their voice. They got you covered every day, every time that you need it. Keep it locked. All right, y'all. Hey, we are here still with Ashley Baker of the About Nothing But Sports podcast. Um, she's been killing it, y'all. Look, if, if, you're, if you came here for hot takes, you've been served. If you did not come in for that, why are you with us today? No, I'm just playing. So uh, we have Ashley Baker on the show. Uh, We're going to hop into the first quarter, giving away some first quarter um, NFL awards. We'll talk about, you know, just a few different things, right? We have five awards to give away, right? We have Ashley Baker with us. She's full of the hot takes. Here we go. We're going to drop. We got some questions here. Let's talk about the league comeback. Let's start there. We'll We'll start off with the league's comeback player of the year at this point, in your opinion. Dang, is it too early to say Alex Smith? I feel like Alex Smith will end up balling out. Mm. I feel like Alex Smith will end up balling out for the for the Washington football team. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! That bad boy. You caught it. You caught it. You caught it. <laughs> um, no, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna throw Alex Smith out there. That's unfair. The comeback. Um, hit me out. I'm rolling with Aaron Rodgers because I was about to think the same thing. I'm, I'm ready to hear you out. I'm ready. Because they played with him drafting another quarterback. He is not for the games, y'all. And, 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 th- and thank you, Green Bay, because now y'all done pissed him off. And now ain't nobody else really going to have no chance. I mean, they're, they're undefeated. I mean, I mean, this is just – this is what we're going to see. We're going to – he is going to show us, you know, nah, y'all tripping. You don't, you don't draft another quarterback while I'm still here. Um, I would say Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers had a, a tough year last year. And it's crazy because you didn't – I had no clue that he had never had, like, a top number one receiver at his disposal this entire time. And we're talking about this man being one of the greatest quarterbacks ever. And he's never really had – I mean, he makes pieces look amazing. That's yeah. what makes him amazing. He's never had a first-round talent he's with him. never had a first-round talent before. Like, that's crazy. I didn't know that until last year when they drafted the new quarterback. Um, so I'd have to give it to Aaron Rodgers, the comeback, man. He – he 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 balling. He's balling, and I think he's going to continue to ball. And he's doing it so low key. We so fixated on Tom Brady. We so fixated on Russell Wilson. We fixated on Patrick Mahomes. We fixated. Mm. We even looking at the Bills balling out, mm. and we we often forget Green Bay. Even me. Even when I'm just thinking about rankings and just in my mind, just thinking about the best teams, I have to go and look and be like, Yo, the the, the Green Bay. Packers are sitting at four and up. And I mean, putting up, I think they're averaging 38 points at 38, almost 40 points a game. It's not a fluke. That's comeback. That's beast mm. mode. That's discount double check. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Okay, here we go. We're going to hop into the offensive rookie of the year. Oh, the offensive rookie of the year. Uh, I guess we don't like the way Joe Burrow looking, huh? I like it. To be honest with you, he's had he's had a few um, three hundred um, yard games, right? He's had a few three hundred yard games. Um, he's leading that squad. He hasn't de- he hasn't developed a connection yet with AJ Green, right? And I don't know what that's about. I don't know like what, what's going on. I mean, maybe maybe AJ really loves Andy and he feels bad about you know connecting with a new quarterback i can't call it but um but for for me i haven't seen that from him but he has been leading that team and he does have a he has moxie yeah like he looks good yeah um 
I like I like Joe. I like what Joe is doing. Um, I think he missed the game, but I also like what I'm seeing from Chase Young with Washington. I do. I like that too. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I'm kind of up in the air about that. Um, you know, this league is so quarterback driven. You know, even in my mind, I feel like I want to go towards the quarterback. But who? What about what about for you? Is it somebody? There's a guy um, who who showed out yesterday, Chase Claypool. Hey, who yeah. Chase Claypool play for? Yeah, Pittsburgh. I look the Steelers. I, you're right. Yeah, right. I yeah. did not. I did not see him balling out like that. Right. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't see that coming at all. Um, yeah. I'm looking at a guy like um, CD Lamb. CD Lamb balled out. Oh yeah, right. he's been balling yeah, out. He has been balling out. Oh my. And, yeah. yeah, look, you didn't expect. I didn't expect him to ball out like that. Like he's been yeah. looking good so far, right? Yeah. Um, that does really well with slot receivers. Yeah. Um, yeah. easy short kind of routes, you know, and then CD can kind of cut out of that and, and and go down for the deep ball. Um, he he did really good with uh Beasley. So those slot receive those fat Dak does very well with those kind of receivers. So extremely it's not well. Yeah, it's yeah. not a surprise to me that CD, you know, fit right in. When when we said we was gonna put him in the slot, I said, "Oh yeah, this is gonna be a good fit for CD." So yeah, yeah, I would. I, I'm giving the award to CD. Cowboys <laughs> Nation, stand up. CD Lamb get that award. Get that one right. Get that one right. CD Lamb get that award. I love it. Um, I see another guy like Clyde Edwards-Helaire, like um, who plays for the Kansas City Chiefs. He's not yeah. quite there yet in my in my mind, but he's doing well, right? He's starting off the season pretty well. Um, so yeah, there's a few guys who I think could be up for that award, but I can see you giving it to CD Land with no yeah, problem. <laughs> All right, now let's talk about MVP. In oh, your gosh. world, in your world right now, you say Russell Wilson. Who else do you see possibly in that conversation? And I'm gonna throw out some names that you can tell me yes or no on them. You know, I put up a poll about early MVP quarterbacks mm. and um, the other day, and people were killing me for not putting in Josh Rosen or, or who was it? The guy, Josh the Allen. Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. Killing me. Killing me for it. Really? Um, yeah. Um, they, you know, people, because I think I had put like Mahomes, who you got Mahomes, uh, Russ, uh, Aaron. Um, and I threw out somebody else, and they was like, "Well, where is Josh Allen at on this list?" And so, um, pro- possibly Josh. You know, when I went back and actually looked, Josh, Josh been balling. He has been balling. Um, who do you got? As a little guy out in Arizona who looks no like way. <laughs> he looks good, and he looked good. In, he in, lost least, the last two. He looked good starting <laughs> off the season, right? Um, and and when he and when he is playing, and when he's playing, and when he's playing well. He, I, I'm gonna say this. We thought initially when he got drafted, there'd be no way we'd see this amount of development, especially Facts. from year one to year two, Facts. right? And and we've seen major development. He's already developed chemistry with his number one receiver. That's already a thing, right? Facts. He's already learning how to slide. He, he look. He does um the thing that Russell Wilson does, which is stay out of trouble, be extremely athletic, but stay yeah. out of trouble, right? And he's been doing that, and and I applaud that, right? On top of that. Um, he's showing he has a cannon, right? He's a little yeah, dude with a cannon arm. of an arm. He got an arm on him, for sure. You know what I mean? And so you look at Murray and you say, man, I really didn't think that we were going to see this, right? Um, not this early, but he's, he's, he's doing well in the system. Now, they, have, they haven't been winning. They haven't won the last two, but they yeah. started off pretty hot. And they so did. if he can pick back up with the winning included, right, then I can see him being in this conversation at some point. That's fair. So... <laughs> All right, last one. Here we go. Defensive player of the year. Um, oh, my gosh. His name is at the tip of my tongue. I am going to be upset. Oh, I can't even think about who, what team he played for. Um, oh. Oh my gosh! I'm, I'm, I, for some reason, Donaldson is in my mind, but it's, Aaron that's, Donald? Not, that's Aaron Donald. That's not who I want to go with. You're not seeing Aaron Donald. No. Okay. Okay. Um. 
Oh man, I might have to, let me, wait a minute. Mm-mm. I'm gonna have to pull up my phone real quick and just look up. Sometimes I gotta go to like the NFL app and pull up just every team, just look at every team logo and be like, <laughs> you know what? That's who it is. Cause I promise you, I'm gonna see it. Um, am I gonna see it? Um, ah, you got him. I knew it. Who you got? Miles Garrett. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And look, and okay. look, look, look. The, the brown. <laughs> like, That's who it is. <laughs> look, look. I'm I'm with you there. Okay. He has been balling out. He's been right? balling. And it may be because he's angry. They cut his season short last year. Possibly. Right? With that Mason Rudolph nonsense. Yes. Um, but yeah, I can see, I can see that. I can yo, oh. let's let me ask you this question. How do you feel about these Browns? These let me tell you something. I named myself. Now, you know, I like Dallas. I'm a Tom Brady fan now that you know. But also what people don't know about me, and I may have just decided on this last season. Don't judge me. (laughs) My father is a Browns fan, okay? Mm. So I feel like that that gave me a little bit of like, you know, so I've been calling myself a Browns Bucking Boys fan. Mm. Dallas, the Buccaneers, and the Browns. Yeah. You know what I mean? The Browns are doing what I expected the Browns to do that first year once they got Odell and got all of them. Yes. Yeah. They're balling. They are, what, 4-1? They're balling. So, um, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. That that noise indicates um, that (laughs) we've hit another hot take and uh, we're doing well. (laughs) Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um... Yeah, yeah, I think Miles Garrett, I think Miles Garrett is balling out. Yeah, he look good. The Browns look good, man. The Browns look good. I believe in Baker, and I've I've been asking people. I'm like, why you don't like Baker Mayfield? Why don't I like Baker? I I like Baker, and I knew that Baker and Odell and that defense was gonna come together, and they just, I mean, Freddie Kitchens left last year, right? Yeah. Couple things. They yeah. got rid of Freddie Kitten. Yeah, that was a necessary. And Odell dyed his hair back blonde. <laughs> all black hair, Odell, to all my ladies that's listening. Oh, he looked good with that all black. But the baller Odell <laughs> is the black and the blonde. He didn't, he didn't, he didn't blonde. He didn't put that hair back where it's supposed to be. And he's balling. I mean, he put up three touchdowns against the, the, the Cowboys. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Day. And, um, but yeah, yeah, the Browns look good. Browns look good. Let's salute the Browns, man. Browns don't get enough talking time, man. That's terrible. <laughs> they they do look great. They do look great. And and you're right. Everybody was expecting this from this from them last year. We got it this year, and we yeah. are grateful, right? Yeah. Um, yo, you've been so amazing. Thank you so much. We appreciate your time. Let's talk a little bit about your career in journalism, right? Um, you've been doing your thing. You mentioned kind of being in a locker room with Dak before. Um, you mentioned, you know, several things like doing the podcast. Talk to us about your road in, in journalism. What have you done? Like, where, where have you been? Yeah, so I started, really started to take this thing serious back in 2014. Um, I've always been passionate about sports. Um, if somebody, you know, a light kind of hit me in my head and was like, well, actually pursue it. You know, you love to talk about sports. You love the debate. People like listen to me, you know, so I'm like, okay, well, let me, let me step into this. Um, and, you know, hooked up with an amazing mentor, Michael Lyle. I have to start off and give, you know, my admiration to, um, Michael Lyle, who actually saw an opening for a social media. I do a lot of talking on social media with, with sports stuff. And he saw an opening with Fox Sports 1340 AM down in Hopewell, Virginia and mm-hmm. said, Hey, they're looking for a social media person. This is what you do anyway. Why don't you apply? And I'm like, okay, cool. Applied, immediately became one of the closest friends with Brian H. Waters, who at the time was the social media manager. He immediately, we immediately clicked and started running that social media team together. Um, in the process of that, you know, covering teams, um, traveling to make sure that the social media platforms was popping. Um, um, also done some blogging. Um, now that I have my own 
sports podcast, which is going to be back hitting the airwaves really, really soon. I've, I've taken a hiatus. I, I haven't done a show since like July. I'm gonna be honest, which has been a, a lot going on. Um, I'm a part of the National Association for Black Journalists and a BJ. Shout out to them. Um, I still help out with Fox. Um, I also have contributed to Nuts and Bolts Sports. I don't know if you've heard of Nuts and Bolts Sports, um, but. You know, I, I I got a lot going on, man. It's a lot of exciting things. And, um, you know, I, I have a vision of what or how I want to leave my mark in this business. Mm. And I can't wait for people to see it, like, come to fruition, to see it develop. Like, it's, it's happening. And to those that think that you can't or, you know, you're not qualified or take it from me take it from me. Um, God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the cold. Mm. So that's just a little mm. nugget right there. Nah, that's word right there. That's wisdom. Yeah. yeah, that's just a little nugget right there because I'm literally in rooms and in people's mouths that I'm just not worldly qualified for. Mm. But God got me, you know. So, um, yeah, that's what I'm doing right now, you know, keeping it raw and funky on social media. This is what I do as well. So, yeah, it's been an amazing journey. And God has placed some amazing people in my life and an amazing support system in my family. You know, I have two children. Um, so on in those earlier days of me covering and being in locker rooms and traveling, I really depended on my family to, mm. you know, have my kids for me, you know, to really get this, you know, popping or to really get it going um my professional circle is amazing brian h waters renee washington kelsey nelson brandon williams michael lyle as i mentioned tarika foster she's with espn monique jones with the undefeated it's just god has just placed so many people like in my he has literally enlarged my territory um mm-hmm. mikhail ramos with ronald ramos that's my homegirl from the sandbox she has you know had my backs since the day I walked into this, into this field. So um, it's, it's been a ride, man. And it is far from over. It is so far from over. I'm so ready. I'm so ready for the next chapter. I love it. We always ask the people who we talk to, you know, we're praying network, right? That's kind of, you know, what we are and what we're about. Um, And we have people who are listening in. um, And so when they, when they listen in, our, you know, listeners love to pray. So we always ask, right. How can we pray for you? as your career advances right wow. so what will we focus on if we go to the father for you how do we what, what, what do you want us to pray about wow that is amazing wow um that just really touched me um keeping him first making mm-hmm. sure that i keep him first and all that i do and making sure praying for me to know how to balance mm-hmm. life my kids, work, family, him. I never want to just become so out of touch because I'm just such a, if I don't, if I'm not always doing something, I feel unproductive. (laughs) Um, So, um, you know, learning how to just balance me time, kid time, family Mm -hmm. time, spirit, spirit time, you know what I'm saying? Work. That's that's what I'm I really I really feel like that God is about to take me to the next level. And I want him to prepare me by making sure that I have a clear balance of the things that's going on in my life. So pray for balance with me. Like that's a that's a big time prayer, not only for you, but for me, too. And for everybody who, yeah. who finds their way into this sports thing, because yes. it's so constant. Yes. It's so constant. It never stops. Yeah. It yeah. never stops. And so you feel stops. like if you're not in the middle of it, you're missing something and yep. you're missing something yep. to be, you know, a, a boon for you that you've yes. missed, right? Yes. So it's, at- a, it's so hard. You you hit it on the nail. It's, um, I am more than just sports. I love sports. Yes. But I am more than just sports. And um, I find myself, like you said, you miss one relevant topic or one relevant day of sports. You feel like you out of the loop. People may have forgotten about you. You just don't know. Or you, you got to get your opinion out there. You only missed 24 hours, but you, you know, this, it just, it just goes so fast. It's never ending. So just imagine me and, you know, the pressure of just constantly staying there and that can, you know, 
start to dominate other areas of your life that it's not supposed to dominate. So I would ask that, you know, again, everybody, like you said, that's in this field, in media period, um, just, you know, we got to stay grounded. We got to stay rooted and we got to stay balanced. So. Amen. Amen. Yo, thank you so much for joining us. We truly appreciate me. Yeah, you did an amazing job. Like, we're, we're definitely blessed by you being here. Tell us one more time where we can find you on social media so people can follow you, follow your story, and follow you as you make your way through this sports world. Absolutely. So you guys can follow me on Twitter, um, AshleyBaker underscore 21. Uh, make sure that you um, subscribe to my podcast, About Nothing But Sports, which can be found on um, Anchor, Spotify, Apple, and Google Play. Um, also, you can find me on Facebook as Ashley Baker. I talk my sports stuff on there as well. And um, also on Instagram, Ashley N as in Nicole1221. At some point, y'all, I'm going to have all my platforms matching. So it's going to be like Ashley Baker or whatever across the board. I am working on it. But for now, that's where you guys can follow, follow me and, you know, just, just like, like you said earlier, and I appreciate it. I'm a great follow. And I'm, Absolutely. A, I'm a great follow. I like to have fun. I like to interact and engage. So make sure you guys, you know, check me out. I appreciate being on, man. This is this was dope. This was oh, dope. absolutely. We appreciate having you on so far. Y'all go check her out. Go follow her. Like I, I really admit to it. It's a great follow. And and it's gonna be hot takes galore, right? It's just gonna <laughs> be hot takes galore. And you want that in your life. I'm just saying, you want that on your Twitter feed. So go ahead and make that follow today. Y'all thank y'all so much for joining us. We appreciate you. We love you, and we thank you for joining us today. Y'all have an absolutely phenomenal day. They figure I never be hot as a chiller gorilla when I'm in the booth of the villain. You know what the deal is, not get out your feelings. So this gonna be critical, cut the umbilical, pooping inside of a mind of a criminal, meaning I'm moving the silence of criminal. We get king up in the pool of a million, humming a feeling, bro. Hey, are you a musician or someone with a small business and want to get more attention to your business and to your music? How about you hit an ad with the MTMV Sports Podcast? By doing that, all you have to do is DM me, Nora Natish, at Nora, N-O-R-A, underscore Natish, N-A-T-I-S-H, on Instagram or Twitter. And I will help you be able to get your song on our song of the week list and your ad for your business on MTMV Sports Podcast episodes. Hit me up if you want that hookup. <laughs>